An entitled customer acts incredibly obnoxious, snapping his fingers and clinking his glass just to get my attention. And once things got so bad, I ended up snapping at him and putting him right in his place. And what happened as a result of that absolutely blew my mind and still has left me surprised to this day. Here's what happened. So I worked at a very small restaurant in Baltimore City. It was the part of the city that was up and coming at the time. So we had a mixed clientele of hipsters and seniors who had been coming here for years. Early on in the night, I got a foretop of two elderly couples who had come down for the crab cakes. From the very beginning, at the start of our interactions, one of the men was very condescending, calling me nicknames like Sweet Cheeks and stuff like that. I took their order, and not even two minutes later, he was snapping his fingers to get my attention. So I finished what I was doing, and I went over to him. He asked me to bring him about five different condiment sauces, as well as a bowl and a spoon so he could make his special sauce. So I ended up doing that even if it was really weird. He then proceeded to give me a supposed lesson on how to make this sauce. I can't remember exactly what the contents were, but I do remember mayonnaise, Worcestershire sauce, malt vinegar, and honey Dijon. Once he was done, he said, It's a shame you have to live this life, but pretty people never get the brains, you know? Maybe the sauce can help you get something on the menu. At this point, I had had enough, and I just walked away. Two minutes later, the snapping ensued. I looked at him, looked away, and continued on with my other customers. My tip literally wasn't worth it with this guy. Then after his ignored snapping attempts, he started clinking his glass with his fork, which I also completely ignored. When their food came out, I took it to their table and he was enraged. He asked me why I had been ignoring him and I told him straight up that I don't respond to snapping and clinking and that if he would like to get my attention in the future, he could use his manners and say excuse me like a dignified human being. I then asked what I could help him with and he said he just wanted me to try his sauce, to which I obviously declined. When their meal was finished, he let me know to not expect any kind of tip because I was so ungrateful of him. He said that he was just trying to help me get some prospects, and that's when I let him know that I was in my final year of graduate school, and I was at the top of my class. I said that my prospects were just fine, and that his behavior was completely unacceptable. I told him he was rude, condescending, and incredibly ignorant, and that I hope his prospects in life improve with a little bit of training in basic human manners. He stormed out and said he would be contacting the owner, who was thankfully on my side and gave me her blessing. But after that altercation, everything changed. Five minutes later, his wife came in and discreetly handed me $50. She thanked me for teaching him a lesson. I'm not sure of her reasoning on this part, but after that, they came in once a month and always requested my section. He always said, excuse me, and they always left a $50 tip. When I graduated and left the city, they got me a card and a very generous gift. So in the end, it all kind of just worked out. This story definitely took a turn I did not expect. I would have never guessed that that guy and his wife would have come back to that restaurant and specifically asked for this original poster section. But I guess the wife was right. He really did need to be put in his place and taught some manners. While it's good to see that he learned his lesson, I think it probably would have been a lot better for this guy to learn this lesson before treating people like garbage. I mean, how obnoxious is that? Snapping his fingers and tapping his glass just to try and get his server's attention. You have to be a pretty terrible person, in my opinion, to treat someone like that. There's no good excuse in my opinion. The fact that he was trying to like stress test somebody
somebody in their workplace when they're just trying to make ends meet and get through the night is absolutely disgusting. This guy is an absolute jerk in my opinion, regardless of whatever lesson he learned from the original poster. I mean, this weirdo was even making his own special sauce right there at his seat. I mean, how weird could you get? But I guess in the end he learned his lesson, and hopefully next time he never acts like that towards someone who's honestly just trying to make a living. My neighbor is convinced that I'm her personal doorman, and at this point, I don't know what to do. So I live in the ground floor of a block of flats that has a security door, so if you don't have a key, you need to be buzzed in. For the last month or so, one of my neighbors on the top floor has lost her key and has yet to replace it to this day. So instead, she presses my buzzer to be let in. The first couple of times she did it, I let her in because I hate the sound of the buzzer. When I have people over, for example, I will just go out before they arrive and open the door so they don't need to buzz in. And I also did this to be somewhat neighborly. Well, this has now led to her pressing my buzzer every single time she wants to come in. I've taken to ignoring her when she buzzes my door. It's not my fault she doesn't have a key, and it's not my job to let people in. Because of this, she's taken to holding my buzzer in or pressing it several times before giving up and getting someone else to let her in. In fact, the other day, after having ignored her for about five minutes, she even came up to my living room window and looked in just to see if she could spot me. And that was honestly the final straw for me. The next night, I put a sign saying that whoever was doing it, could they please stop doing it? Because it's not my job to be the doorman. And when she saw that, that set her off completely. She went outside and started shouting and swearing at my window. My blinds were down, but some light from a lamp was bleeding through, stating that I wasn't being very neighborly and that I was purposefully leaving her outside in the cold, which is honestly just ridiculous. In fact, about an hour ago, she went out and started holding down my buzzer and moaning and groaning that I wouldn't let her in because she was freezing because of her actions and her blatant abuse of my buzzer. I am planning on reporting her to the police via the non-emergency line. But besides that, I honestly don't know what to do. This is a really weird situation because this is a solid example of why you shouldn't do exactly what this original poster did, even if you're just trying to be nice. Sure, the first few times you were just trying to be a good neighbor, but then this crazy psychopath decided, oh, they're going to let me in every single time. I will just buzz them instead of, I don't know, getting my own key. So in my opinion, it's time to go to building management. Let them know that this lady is legitimately harassing you. And I think you're right. Filing this with the police department might be for the best. This lady seems unhinged. I mean, she's screaming at you through your window. She tried to peek in through your window just to see if you were there. I mean, that's some really crazy, creepy, stalker-like behavior. And in my opinion, I would not take that sitting down. So report her to the landlord, tell them that she is disturbing your peace, and she is straight up harassing you at this point. Because what you're describing sounds like an absolute nightmare. And this is not something that anybody ever deserves to deal with. My partner of five years wants to move out but not break up. And at this point, I feel so defeated and I don't know what to do. So basically, the title says it all. We have been together for five years. We go through our ups and downs. But for a little while now, I could tell things have been different. He's the love of my life. And now the little things I do that he used to love just annoy him. He feels like he can't talk to me. He can't have intellectual conversations with me that have depth and meaning. We live in a granny flat type house together. So no space away besides when either of us are working. He says that he dreads coming home to me because I don't give him space. But like we live in a box. So it's hard for me to do that. I mean, the only room with a door is the bathroom. We used to be on fire. We were so in love and we always did things together. Now we never do anything. And when 
I say I want to do something, I'm apparently just nagging him or putting pressure on him. He came home today and something was off and I honestly felt it right away. He sat down and said, we need to talk. And it was first a breakup speech saying he doesn't want to lose me in his life and that he can't be in a relationship right now. I'm devastated because we've built a life together and we have animals as well. His biggest reason is just because we don't have the space to be separate from each other, which I feel like is a big deal for him. I feel like we haven't had a fair chance to let our relationship truly flourish. We both don't have much money and can't really afford to move out in this economy. Also, we have no family support either. We click on an emotional level unlike anything either of us have ever experienced. So we came to the decision for him to move out, I suppose. I feel so defeated because we really do have so much love for each other and I'm really finding it hard to picture my life without him. I really can't get the thought out of my head that he's doing this so it's easier to break up, like slowly getting the ducks in a row to pull the trigger and it feels like this is just inevitable. I really don't want him to leave. I feel like he's my soulmate and this whole thing is breaking my heart and soul and I honestly don't know what to do. I know the original poster probably doesn't want to hear this but it really does sound like he's already broken up with you and he's using the excuse of oh I just don't have any room and I want to move out as like the most perfect excuse to get away from you and I don't think this is your fault at all. You sound like a really nice person but it really does sound like your partner has ulterior motives and honestly I'm just really sorry you have to deal with that. This definitely sounds like a really crappy situation and hopefully everything's able to work out for you. My significant other is highly sensitive and easily annoyed with me and it's really painful because I am also highly sensitive which is all causing some serious problems in our relationship and I honestly don't know what to do. My girlfriend and I have been together for nine months. We are both divorcees and have two young children from my previous marriage. She has none but wants to have a child very soon. This has put pressure on the relationship to determine whether we are going to be embarking on that journey together. We enjoy each other's company but we both have an anxious attachment style. We do not have any conflicts over any big issues but tend to have small things that spiral into big conflicts. We have been going to couples therapy for two months now which has greatly improved our conflict management. We both are highly self-aware and have very good communication between one another about our needs and other stuff along those lines. We are easy at apologizing when we mess up. We also know that the both of us being anxious attachment style type people does not bode well for us, but we have a willingness to work very hard at the relationship. But here is my issue with the entire thing. She is very particular, and I feel like she's uptight with a lot of things. She is easily slightly annoyed. She does express it in a healthy manner, not at all while being toxic, belittling, or condescending, but she will have a grumpy and negative energy, which makes me feel like I'm always walking on eggshells, because I have this tendency to want to please my partner. I am aware of this tendency, and I try to remind myself that I am not responsible for her emotions, while also trying to be better about my boundaries and not being codependent. Here's just a few of the things that she will get upset about. For example, when we went hiking, I hiked too fast at one part, and she felt like she had to rush just to catch up. She never said anything, but just had a grumpy demeanor, which I really didn't know where it was from. Another example comes from lunch. I was looking at the TV in the background while we were having lunch, and I was a little distracted by it. She didn't say anything, but she brought it up later. Another time, we were playing a board game, and I was taking too long on my turn, thinking about what I wanted to do, and she got frustrated by that. She also, in general, gets upset when I'm on my phone. I believe I have proper phone etiquette, but sometimes when I'm with her, I will look at it on occasion, and I've never had any previous partner call me out on it, but she has zero alerts on her phone and rarely looks at hers, so she is seriously an anti-phone kind of person, and it seems 
seems like she just doesn't like having any kind of alert on her phone. To top it all off, she has major sleep problems and will have high levels of anxiety. This makes things harder too because she is easily sleep deprived and can get stressed out very easily because of that. As for me, I rarely get bothered by things and my sensitivity is more around how my partner feels. I have trouble creating boundaries between her emotions and my own. I generally want to make my partners happy, so it's tough for me personally when they are annoyed at something. As you can see, none of these things are huge issues. And with all this in mind, she doesn't throw some massive temper tantrum, but she is visibly annoyed and it can bring in this negative energy that sometimes makes things feel more serious than they really need to be. I have been in relationships where the day-to-day felt much more lighter and much more carefree and easier to enjoy altogether. This one, though, feels much more tiptoeing around, not sure what will upset her next. And while it's not toxic, it is just small yet frequent reactions that seem to be wearing me down, and it makes me feel like I can't relax over the long term. What should I do? Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. It sounds like your significant other has a really big issue with communicating when she's frustrated. Because at the moment, you're kind of just left scratching your head, walking on eggshells constantly, trying to figure out what you're doing wrong. Like, you can see that she's visibly upset. She's getting annoyed. She's getting frustrated. But you have no clue what's going on. So I don't think this is really a you problem. Because there's no way you could just read her mind and know what's going on. She needs to communicate better. Otherwise, this is just completely unfair for you. So hopefully the two of you can work together and find some kind of common ground on communicating better with each other because it's unfair for you to have to deal with this kind of negative energy and not know exactly what you did wrong. That's unfair, that's very toxic, and hopefully that can change for the better. Today, I messed up by getting a nose piercing and now my family hates my boyfriend and I'm kind of at a loss of what to do. So I've been with my boyfriend for a little over a year. I told my parents about him around the one year mark. I hesitated to tell them about him as they have shown less interest and enthusiasm with every boyfriend I've had since the first one when I was 16. When I did tell them, my dad just said, that's nice, and my mom gave me the silent treatment for the rest of the day. Perceiving their apathy, I decided not to push it. In the weeks that followed, if his name ever came up again, my dad would give short but polite answers, and my mom would just shut down again. This past Friday night, I went to visit my parents for the first time in a few weeks. Since the last time I had seen them, I got a nose piercing. As soon as my mom noticed it on my face, she went cold and gave me the silent treatment for the rest of the night, refusing to speak or even look at me. I half expected this, since she has reacted this way with all my other piercings and tattoos. But I am old enough, and it has happened so many times now, I thought she would have been over it by now. And it's honestly just really distressing to see that this is not the case. Saturday morning, my boyfriend was supposed to come over for brunch and meet my family for the first time. I was so hurt, embarrassed, and nervous of my mother's behavior towards me that I asked him 
him not to come anymore. I didn't know how she would act around him, and I didn't want to add any tension to the situation or for him to see my dysfunctional relationship with my mom. This is where I completely messed up, though. I said this to my boyfriend over text and in a way that wasn't very direct. Mostly, I think I was trying to warn him and just to vent. He responded in an understanding and supportive way, but at no point did he or I explicitly state that he would not be coming over. Early on Saturday, I had not heard from him, and when my dad asked for an ETA, I didn't know what was going on. I heard from him late in the morning. Probably he had just woken up. He is a night owl, and he works nights, so his day starts kind of late. He said that he was under the impression that he wasn't coming. At that point, it was too late, since he lives kind of far away, and my parents were going to be out in the afternoon. I didn't know what to say, so I messed up again, and I just lied. I told them that he woke up not feeling well, and wasn't going to be able to make it. My mom was mad, saying that he had wasted her time for making her plan the morning around him and for not telling me sooner that he wouldn't be coming. At this point, I was so done with everything and after brunch, I just left and gave no further explanation. When I told my boyfriend what happened, he was understanding but worried that he disappointed my family while also being concerned about what they think of him now. He said he's not mad at me because he understands complicated family relationships but I can tell he is upset about the situation in general and honestly, who wouldn't be? I admit it was fully my mistake and that I will make it right by telling them the truth, even though I'm still trying to figure out how to best do that. I feel extra sad as well because my grandma and brother were present and they have shown genuine excitement to meet him from the beginning. I feel disappointed in the way that I handled the situation with my parents as well as just frustrated with my mom's behavior and how much it has a hold on me and just the fact that it stressed me out so much that I'm just trying to make things right by my boyfriend. So who knows how I'm going to get that going. I think there's a bigger underlying issue going on here. Sure, it really sucks that your parents are kind of antagonistic towards your boyfriend, but I think you need to tell your parents exactly how you feel. Maybe go to your mom and be like, hey, I'm really embarrassed by the way you treat me, and I really don't like the fact that you give me the silent treatment and shut down. Like, this is really ridiculous. You don't even feel comfortable bringing your boyfriend around them, and you had to wait until the year mark just to tell them about it. Like, that's a bigger issue than anything else. So I think having an honest conversation with them, regardless of if they get offended or not, will do everybody a lot of good. Because then at least you can know where everybody stands, even if your mom and dad don't stand with you and your boyfriend. Today, I messed up by keeping all of my savings in silver, only for it all to get stolen away like an idiot. And I honestly feel pretty stupid. Here's what happened. So for the last six years, I have saved every dollar I've made from working and reinvested in silver. I know that sounds stupid, but unlike a bank account, physical currency like gold and silver hold up against inflation. Plus, I liked feeling like a pirate. During COVID, I sold most of it when it was around $30 and reinvested more when it was around $20. In total, I had around $15,000 in silver ounces. This was really good for me because if I didn't have the money locked somewhere, I was terrified I was going to be like my parents and spend it all. For a little background history, my mom and my dad never graduated high school. They were extremely terrible to me throughout my childhood. They would spend every dollar we had on cigarettes and chew. I would go several days only eating eating takeout, but for them, at least they had their stuff. We lived paycheck to paycheck, and it was awful. Well, I took a gap year from college. I'm beginning to apply, and I got accepted to a smaller school. I went through the steps with financial aid, and I got around $5,000 in grants, and I was so excited. The tuition is around $18,000, including meal tickets, room, and board, and classes. I was so glad that I had saved my money in silver. After all, I had around 800 ounces of it, but everything changed over night. I went to my garage
garage where it's usually kept and it was all gone. I had not checked on it for a few months because of the current economy that we're in. So at first, I thought what all of you are probably thinking as well. My parents must have done this, right? Well, they would have posted something on social media about it and my siblings would have told me something as well. So there's no way they would have just magically found 15 grand in silver and not said something about it. My dad does leave things unlocked on occasion. My guess is, is that someone went into the garage and stole them without knowing what they were worth. Or they did know and they just hit the jackpot. I am so angry, hurt, and incredibly sad. I yelled at my dad for the first time in my life today and I feel bad about it already. But we don't have any cameras, which really would have helped with this situation. And worst of all, I didn't have the silver insured, so I have no way of getting it back. This was honestly my way to get out of this generational trauma that my family pushed onto me. I was going to be different. I was going to get my future kids their birthday presents. I wasn't going to tell my kids Santa Claus forgot to come along this year. This sets me back so freaking much, and I don't know if I can recover from it. I am so distraught. Years of saving just went right down the drain, and I did this in such a stupid manner. I should have stored it in a bank vault or something like that, but instead, I trusted my family to keep the door locked. I mean, was that seriously too much to ask? For them to simply lock the door and keep my belongings safe? I forgave all of their trauma and abuse over the years, and I was a pushover my entire life. But this, this was my future, and they just completely destroyed it. I feel so bad for the original poster, and they're right. They should have definitely put that especially in a bank vault. Leaving it to your family who is very toxic and treated you like garbage throughout your entire childhood was a massive miscalculation. And unfortunately, this is a very expensive lesson to learn. And I know that this original poster is saying, no, there's no way my family took it. But based on what you've described, I would really not put it past them to take that, cash it in, and pay off their debts. I mean, they sound like absolutely terrible people. At the end of the day, though, this is unfortunately the original poster's fault. I mean, they left it unguarded in the open in some shed. I mean, this was a disaster waiting to happen. So hopefully, next time you're able to keep your silver in a safer place than your parents' garage. Because obviously, they are not going to be responsible about it. And if anything, you're just going to lose more money. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.